All right, everyone, welcome back to the Left of Straight Show Interviews, the premier podcast that shares the stories of our amazing LGBTQ community and, of course, fantastic straight allies, all from entertainment, foodies, books, music, and advocacy. I'm your host, as always, Scott Fullerton, so let's start talking. Hey, y'all, it's the Left of Straight Show here, and today we're talking all about the music with a remarkable talent from across the pond, as they say. Tommy Atkins is in the studio with me. Tommy's just not just a country music artist. He's also a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community within the genre. He's penned songs in Nashville, the heart of country music, as well as his home in the UK, and has made waves with his poignant lyrics and melodious tunes. Take a listen. We'll be back on the other side. The horn on your muddy truck And tipped your head as I climbed up Made me blush as you looked in my eyes And told me I looked good that night Yeah, you had my heart thumping As you held my hand at the county fair People were staring but you didn't care on top of the Ferris wheel I'll never forget the way you made me feel When you told me to look at the world out there Ran your fingers through my beach blonde hair Pulled off your hand and put it on me And laid your hand upon my knee Then I said, high above the noise This would be a good time to kiss me, cow The roof and he cursed you Left you crying with a black eye And told you to tell this boy goodbye So you called and I came running Then I hugged you so hard in the summer rain I held your face and told you it's okay You swore up and down someday he'd see And nothing would keep you away from me then we hid in your truck and the radio played Our favorite song in a little George Strait Parked out there in among the trees We ended up in that backseat Then I said, awkward and bumping heads This would be a good time to kiss me, cowboy You were heading off to college in a different state Muddy truck, boxes and duffels were piled up Tears were falling from your eyes As you hopped out the driver's side Yeah, you had my heart thumping Then I hugged you so hard in the summer rain 
I held your face and told you it's okay Remember that night on the Ferris wheel Cause I'll never forget the way you made me feel When you told me to look at the world out there Ran your fingers through my face blonde hair Pulled off your head and put it on me That's when I knew that you loved me And I said That was a fantastic song called Kiss Me Cowboy from my very special guest in the studio today. Mr. Tommy Atkins is here. It's off his debut EP and current album, Truth Be Told. Tommy, welcome back to the Left of Straight Show, my friend. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's so good to be back, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely privileged to be here on Left of Straight. Well, I am so excited. We had so much happen in between. I had you back on in June of 2020. There was a little thing called a pandemic going on. <laughs> uh, you were you had to kind of upend your touring schedule from what I remember, but you were mm. killing it in your social media. That's how I kind of found you. Um, but now things are starting to open up again. You have a lot more songs we're going to talk about. So congratulations. You have made the most of the time, my friend. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think that was four years ago. That's, <laughs> that's right. pretty wild. Um, yeah, it was um, a complete change of pace through the pandemic. Um, but I mean, looking back, I'm really thankful to have that time I had at home promoting with folks like you, lots of radio folks as well around the UK and Europe. Um, everyone kind of Everyone's availability was pretty good through that period. So it was actually quite a good time to promote new work. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been um, yeah, a change of pace since then. <laughs> well, like I said, three and a half years, but we still look gorgeous. We're great. <laughs> We're looking good here. So I like that. Uh, when we talked, I think you hadn't even released Kiss Me Cowboy yet, which mm. was the debut of the EP. I kind of kept it in your back pocket. We talked about um, your other three songs you'd just done in a amazing cover of freedom from george michael mm. and wham really kind of slowed that down that really got a lot of notice um mm. wild in the wind of course when we talked was my favorite i know it was about yeah. the passing of a friend but it was just such beautiful melodies and of course cinderella had a drink was kind of fun <laughs> and drink. so what's it like now to have a full album in your pocket that's kind of fun yeah it's been great i think I mean, before I started the recording process, even for Wild in the Wind, I had all the songs set aside, so I knew what I wanted the album to sound like from start to finish. I knew I wanted there to be kind of an overarching story as well from start to finish. Um, 
the track list and you know the ordering of an album is still important to me even though it's maybe not so important for listeners anymore with the streaming era you know people just like to take the songs they like and put them on their playlists but i'm still an album <laughs> nerd so i like to listen to an album from start to finish when somebody releases um a new project um so yeah to kind of see that gradually come to life over the it was the course of two years in the end actually because the pandemic slowed down the recording um of each individual song so yeah to have it all out there in one finished piece exactly how i wanted it is yeah is really satisfying and I'm really pleased that people connected with it as well I bet. And we talked about in that first interview how the music business was changing and how you really mm -hmm. like the EP album and you like doing an album so you can tell a story. But mm -hmm. the realities of it, you just kind of have to knock those things out one at a time until you get it ready to go. So um, yeah. do you find did, did you find the difference between the album when it came out? Because you were getting some great success. I mean, Talk about mm. uh, successes where you got new artists of the year from Country Queer, um, mm. some great company there. You had Brandy Clark, Brandy Carlisle, who's like one of my mm -hmm. top songs of 2023, mm. I think, with Deer Insecurity. Mm. Um, Drake Jensen has been on my show. So yeah. what was it like to kind of do the album uh, and get that story out? It was brilliant. You know, I actually really enjoyed doing the single cycles in the end, as you say, the need to just constantly be putting out material is just the reality of the industry now. So I think we ended up with six radio singles before the album even came out, which was most of the album by that time. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a singles collection by then. Um, but yeah, just kind of building to that. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about all that recognition that I said, though. I mean, you were among some great company there. Um, Country Queer is such a great site, kind of really recognizing some great artists in the industry. What was that like to kind of hear you were the best new artist of the year? That's kind of exciting, or up and coming, at least. Yeah, it was, definitely. Um, I have obviously so much respect for everyone in the queer country space, not even just with the, the nominees in those categories. Um, and being able to connect with them all, particularly through 2020. I think 2020 was a bit of a banner year for queer country really kind of coming together. Publications like, yeah, Country Queer and um, Q Review up in Canada as well really did a great job of connecting folks. Um, yeah, just getting to connect with those fellow artists. And it's just been so awesome to hear everyone's different takes on country, like, got folks in the Americana style, you've got folks like straight up pop country, like country rock. Um, even though we're kind of, you know, a bit of a subgenre of our own, there's still so much variety within there. Um, so yeah, to kind of have, you know, a few of my songs picked out and kind of say that these are kind of representing the genre really well was, was really just nice. And um, although you don't try to put too much you know, um, stock in those things and reviews and stuff like that. Still that little bit of validation here and there is, is really reassuring that you're doing something right. Something is connecting. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, we talked about your first interview. You kind of came up on 80s and 90s country, Shania, mm. Alan Jackson, the mm. Chicks were big influences. And 
We talked about then. I love your use of metal, of kind of using that steel guitar and the fiddle and things like that. And you started out really as a songwriter, right? That's what you went to mm. Nashville for to kind of sell your songs before you kind of took to the mic yourself, right? Absolutely, yeah. So from 2013, to be honest, was when I really started trying to pursue a career in songwriting um, as a, well, yeah, just as a career, as a full time thing. Um, and it it was a hard slog for a good few years, um, right up until kind of 2018. Um, I'd always wanted to just be a pure songwriter, write for other people. But um, I think two things kind of <laughs> in, like collided at the same time. One was the rise of bro country from the time I very much be began to um, get into the industry, which was very different to the songs I wrote, very different to the the style as well, like the melodies I was used to writing. Um, and also the fact that most of my lyrics were, you know, queer leaning, queer identifying, right. translating those for publishers was a bit of a tricky task at times. Most of the time they were kind of being pitched as, oh, this is a song for a female artist, you know, singing about a man or he, him or whatever. Um but I think there's the combination of those two things just made it quite a frustrating process for me over those years of being told we we really love this song, we really love this style, but we're not entirely sure where it's going to fit. Maybe you know, let's take this away and see what we can do. Just constantly feeling like I was getting good feedback, but then hitting dead ends and things weren't progressing. Um, so when I was out in Nashville in 2018. Um, I kind of just started to play live a lot more um, at places like the Blue Blurt, the Blue Blurt, the Bluebird, um, the Commodore, Bobby's Idol Hour, as it used to be, and stuff like that. Um, and playing these songs myself, I don't know, I just started to kind of feel myself in them. The, the reactions they got from, from crowds was, um, yeah, I don't know, there was just something to it. It felt like there was something there. And in 2018, we still really didn't have very many artists, even independently, releasing out and proud queer country lyrics. So right. um, I don't know. It was just a weird thing over dinner with my husband. One of the nights we were in Nashville, I was like, maybe I should try and record some of these songs. <laughs> That's <laughs> just kind of felt a bit by accident. I ended up having a recording career. Um, but it was very much born of, it was born of frustration, to be honest. It was, it was a, a, maybe almost a negative motivation, but into this really great positive thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and you have such a unique and fantastic voice. I mean, you 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 have almost a tenor voice, but you can really get that rasp and that growl in your mm. your lyrics. So you have such a range of your voice as well. So that's got to be. I mean, that's just kind of a hook in and of itself, right? Your, your range is amazing. Oh, thank you. It's um, yeah. I've never been a confident vocalist. I think I compare myself to to two great vocalists, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm always just kind of like, man, I can carry a melody. It's okay. I can maybe put this on record. Um, but it's the last few years have been really fun getting to play with my voice in different ways. And yeah, I write in a lot of different styles. So choosing the songs that fit best has been, has been interesting as well. It's been a really cool journey to, um, yeah, just figure out what that is for me as an artist, not just a writer. I love that. 
Yeah, it was fun. I saw you. Um, I, I read the Queerty website a lot. I, my friend used to be an editor there. Mm. And so you were kind of, I mean, talking about how country is starting to be uh, out a little more. Is that, I think you were featured with like Lil Nas X, Orville Peck, mm. who I love, Cameron Hawthorne, who I've had on the show. I mean, yeah. of, of guys that wanted to be a cowboy. And your song was featured there for <laughs> Kiss Me Cowboy. That had to be kind uh, of fun, too. That's a good national little publication as well. Yeah, definitely. Same as you. Keep it up to date with it. So to see your name in, you know, one of the updates or the articles and stuff is a, is a little crazy. Um, but yeah, again, just love kind of the fact that my name is even thrown in with those artists is uh, is really cool to me. I love that. Well, I want to get into the full album. Like I said, we talked about, mm. uh, I'm going to put a link down to other words. You can share their songs and we'll give your links later on so they can check out the music videos for them on YouTube. But let's get into Truth Be Told album. Um, I want to talk about um, the song that was kind of inspired by your mom's grandmother. Talk about that and then we'll play it here. Sure. So this one was inspired by my husband's grandmother. Um, so he was raised by his, his grandmother. And um, unfortunately, I never got to meet her. She passed before um, yeah, my husband and I became a thing. And I don't know, for anyone who's experienced this going into a relationship where you don't actually get to meet the person that raised them, there's just kind of things you maybe feel like you want to say to them or the questions you would have wanted to ask or, you know, just to get a better sense of who they were and, you know, what they instilled in the person you've come to love. And um, that's very much what this song was born of, just uh, me sitting down one day and kind of having all these questions going around in my head that just kind of became things I wanted to say to that person. Um, yeah, that's that's where It Took a Woman came from. The lyrics are beautiful. You got to collaborate on that. Talk about the collaboration. Mm. That's exciting, too. Yeah. Uh, Reese Palmer very kindly, very kindly agreed to to lend some vocal, um, some feature vocals to the song. Um, we recorded this song in 2020, and I kind of pegged Reese as somebody I wanted to to invite onto the song a few months before that as she had just started her color me country show with apple music and i've always loved reese's voice it was i kind of thought the melody and the way our voices would go together would kind of would kind of be pretty cool um and it ended up being i think it was the day she got a shout out at the cmas that i emailed her so i was like cool I'm not going to hear back from her for a long time because her inbox is going to be pretty crazy right now. But she came back pretty quickly. And um, yeah, we ended up releasing this as a single in, um, I think it was the middle of 2021. Um, but yeah, just to kind of have her vocals on there as someone I've listened to for years. Again, as a songwriter, that really just does something for me to hear a voice I love singing a melody and the words I've wrote. So um, yeah. Um, Reese was kind of my first feature um, kind of collaboration, but it certainly will not be the last, is it? It's given me the bug. I just want to collaborate with everyone now and <laughs> sing with everyone. Love that. <laughs> well, let's not keep the audience in suspense. We're going to play uh, It Took a Woman and absolutely amazing. Listen for the lyrics and uh, you can look at all your lyrics on your website. And I think that's very important because you really are, like I said, a songwriter at heart and you really have these profound lyrics so this is truth be told or excuse me 
This is It Took a Woman by my very special guest today, Mr. Tommy Atkins. You listen to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. All I've ever known of you are pictures on the wall. Videos he shows me now and then on his phone. Your handwriting inside the Bible on his nightstand And your perfume in a chest where he keeps your wedding band I know we never met, but ma'am I would have loved you So I hope that I measure up And tonight when I pray, I hope you're listening Cause there's something that I need to say Thank you for raising the man of my dreams Thank you for showing him love How do you respect me and hold someone close? I know it took a woman to raise a man on the wall That crazy sense of humor that was in those videos And when he leaves me notes in the morning on the nightstand There's a naked in my chest Hope to wear that wedding band Cause I know that he'll make a fine father someday Cause don't he know how it's done It Took a Woman um, by my very special guest today, Mr. Tommy Atkins is here, all the way from the UK. Again, like I said, those lyrics are amazing. Um, that had to bring your husband to tears. I can just imagine. I mean, just 
that was that's exciting stuff to be able to to give songs as a gift like that to other people without them even realizing it. Yeah, it was quite an emotional response. I think, you know, this kind of job is very different to the kind of office jobs a lot of folks have or, you know, working on your feet through the day. You don't necessarily tend to bring too much of your personal life in into the workplace, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and I think for me, although I, my music is very inspired by my life, um, I did always kind of try to keep the two separate until like that 2018 time when I wrote this song. Um, so he had never really heard anything like that from me before. And for him to hear that, and it also be very obviously strongly about his life was um, just a bit of a turning point for, for us and how much of my life got infused into the music moving forward. Um, but yeah, for, for him and I mean, also the wider family as well. Um, it's just a, a really nice tribute that, you know, we get to hear every time I, I do a live show or it gets played on the radio or something. It, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that pays tribute to someone's memory and, um, yeah, it's become kind of a cool thing. <laughs> I can imagine. And that's one of the things I love about the entire album has that kind of great mix of songs like that and about uh, your friend that passed. And of course, then we have um, Stuck Behind a Tractor Living in Northeast mm. Ohio. I understand that, my friend. <laughs> Try getting stuck behind the Amish buggies. I got to tell you, it's crazy. But, and then you have, I mean, the truth be told, Met the Man. I mean, I love. Mm upfront and honest truth be told i was an asshole starts out the entire <laughs> album the, the entire song um talk about uh these lyrics and everything and do you were very quick on a lot of these early songs a lot of these other songs come just as quick mm. for you pretty fast when you write yeah this song was actually a co-write with um with john holier when i was over in nashville um i took in this idea of just being grateful for timing in a relationship, meeting someone at a certain time in your life, because if you'd met five years prior, maybe it, you wouldn't have been in the right place to um, to actually connect. And yeah, when John and I sat down to write that song, it was done within an hour and there were very few rewrites um, following that session. I think I can probably say that actually for most of the songs on the album, they Although you write every day and you, I mean, I was deep into the, the hundreds by the time it came to choosing songs for the album, but the most special ones do tend to be those ones that just fall out in a sense. You've maybe right. carried an idea around for a while or, um, yeah, a, a line or something you've heard somewhere. But when you sit down to write it, it just kind of falls out and you go, oh, okay. You listen back to it a few times, like, oh, actually, that's that's really cool. That's exactly what I wanted to say. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, song came about very quick and it, I mean, it did take a couple of years before we got around to recording it. Um, but I was really grateful that John decided to feature on the song as well, because I mean, he's a straight guy, you know, singing it as a duet instead of just a, um, a straightforward song from my perspective. You know, it's kind of a back and forth of of a relationship. It's two sides of a relationship, both being grateful for the timing. Um, so for him to to agree to that and, and sing the way he did, I was just, yeah, 
really grateful for his um for not being weirded out by that. I feel like, you know, plenty of queer artists sing straight lyrics all the time, but doesn't really happen the other way around. So I thought that was a yeah, really cool thing. Yeah, I love that. In fact, I remember uh, what Tyler Childers, is he the one that kind mm. of wrote that song when they had the two guys in the coal mine and everything brought yeah. out this year? I mean, we're starting to see some of that allyship really come through in music. Yeah. And I think that's an amazing thing, right? Definitely. It's so needed as well. You know, I think the amplification of queer voices is still so important. We're still so underrepresented in the mainstream in country music. You know, in the kind of peripheral alternative country, a lot of noise there made a lot of, you know, taking up a lot of space with queer artists. But um, in that mainstream, it's, yeah, amplification of queer voices, but more allyship and more artists putting, you know, just putting their foot down, putting their stamp there is um, it's really awesome. I bet. And then the recognition that these songs received, I mean, you were number one in UK, Canada, uh, in New Zealand. I mean, that's mm. got to be exciting just to get that recognition. I mean, we don't strive for that, but it's always kind of a nice little shiny topping on the cake there. <laughs> Talk about as you, these things started coming back in. That'd be pretty exciting. Yeah, it was. I think, again, kind of what I said earlier and what you just said there, it's not so much the, you know, not putting too much stock in validation from things like that, but with, you know, the way streaming is nowadays for folks to actually be downloading the songs because they've connected with them and buying the songs and buying the album was just really special and having that connection with folks um, through email, like folks sending emails through to, to the website or on social media, getting the messages and stuff like that, telling me how they've related to the songs why they, you know, why they've purchased them or whatever was just, um, still continues to be just really powerful. And that, yeah, just something about that connection. Um, I don't know. It's very special. So for, for it to be on the scale where it pushed the songs up the charts. Um, yeah, it was really brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. And talk about, I mean, we're talking about pride in pride in the songs of Pride the Road. You actually got to be a little DJ, uh, ARC Radio. You got <laughs> proud to be country. Talk about that experience. That's kind of exciting to have those playlists out there and to have someone that's willing to do that and everything. Talk about how that came about. Yeah, so ARC were kind of the, the biggest indie um, country radio station in the UK at the time. I think it it was the back end of 2020, actually, when I started that show. And I had a relationship with the radio um, station owners because of the singles we'd released. They picked up my music. And um, seeing the work that folks like Country Queer, that you had done, that uh, Q Reviews, you know, we didn't really have that in the UK. We didn't have an outlet for um, queer country artists to, to just get in front of um, UK country fans. So. Um, when I pitched the idea, there was no natural host for it. So I just kind of ended up doing it myself again. <laughs> like, similar to that singing thing. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Seems anybody to be a invited. theme recurring there, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I see a theme emerging. <laughs> um, yeah, I just ended up kind of hosting it myself. But again, that building on that sense of community, you know, linking up with those fellow artists and getting to hear their stories and share their songs with folks. Um, it was just really special and 
yeah, the reaction from, you know, just general country fans in the UK to these songs, following these artists, downloading the music and and buying the albums and stuff themselves. Um, I think it yeah, it just kinda helped help push it over here and um more radio stations picked up these artists um after the show and stuff. So yeah, just playing a very small part wherever I can to to do what I can for queer country has been really important. Um alongside obviously pushing my own music, um, kind of moving forward with almost that advocacy in mind. Um, it's just been really rewarding. I love that. And we talk about your writing and your lyrics. You even took some of these lyrics and made a greeting card line, which I think mm. is absolutely amazing. Did you do the artistry for that? Or did you have someone create the, the pictures to go with them? Because some are just lyrics, but some have some artwork involved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've ended up designing them all. Um, I think this is our third range now. Um, and this one's exclusively with one of the main greetings card providers here in the UK. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice little outlet for me again. I just like playing with, you know, being creative with different things. So, um, playing with the design was, was really cool. Um, and yeah, it's kind of fun. Kiss me cowboy kind of lends itself quite obviously to Valentine's Day. So it's nice to have a, a card out for that, but also do the, the kiss me cowgirl thing as well for, um, for this to be, you know, like a lesbian option. Like we do not have a ton of options when it comes to greetings cards for, for all these different holidays. So, um, again, just putting out as many different designs as I can for different holidays, but, um, yeah, just give folks more options. It's nice to have, you know, not just have the one token card on the site. There'll be lots of options for folks. <laughs> I love that. Now, we have the album out. It's been out for a little while now, and mm -hmm. so it's time to start writing again. Mm -hmm. Do you, when you write, are you now writing in your voice, or do you still write for other people and just kind of the words come out and then you kind of shop around to who you think it might fit? Or how does your writing, how does your writing evolve now? Are you kind of writing mm. it for yourself since you're singing now? Or do you still have that kind of every man, every woman feel to it that anyone could record? That's a really interesting question. I would say my process has changed quite a bit. I think you're right, actually. I am writing now very much for my own voice, for towards themes that connect with me right now, where I'm in my life. Um, the the kind of interesting thing about the the recording of Truth Be Told was I was doing a lot of songwriting, not for the album at the time. I was writing with other other artists for their projects or for various pitches. Um, but interestingly, that frustration kind of seeped back in again with mm -hmm. um, there not being, you know, quite so many folks to, to pitch these songs to or being in the room with other artists. But, you know, like me, they've already got hundreds of songs ready for their projects. So um, the likelihood of these things ending up on records was just kind of, um, it was just all very unlikely. And um, I think by my frustration again with that kind of writing t towards other people's projects or just generically towards what's on radio at the minute, um, I just kind of lost interest in that a little bit. So it's been interesting to, to kind of see that everything I'm writing is very much things I can envision myself recording or, yeah, certainly towards those styles or those themes. Um, if, 
you know, if similar with the first album, I've got dozens of songs that didn't make the cut. And if they end up have, finding a home with another artist, then great. But with that, that's not necessarily the intention, like the number one intention anymore. Um, yeah, so that's been an interesting switch up, actually. I bet. That's very cool. Mm. And do you find yourself kind of staying true to the traditional country music elements? I mean, obviously we have superstars like Taylor Swift that started out more country and went to pop and you have Keith Urban that's kind of uh, stayed in that kind of genre, but added a couple of pop elements to it. Do you find little pop things creeping into your own repertoire now, or do you kind of like to stay true to the country element and you you still feel that steel and those sounds uh, in your writing? Do you think of the music when you're writing? Because I know you're a lyric-based guy first. You look for the hooks and the lyrics first before you add the music, but do you still kind of hear it in the background at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with me, it, I think I've just been writing for so long. I've been writing country music for so long. Not much else comes out anymore. So <laughs> when, um, yeah, when I'm writing, I, I think there are definitely some pop elements, but um, I've been really kind of pushing into more of like a bluegrass sort of style or real kind of traditional country as well. Um, I think there's so many different kind of colors in the palette of country music to play with. I'm always just kind of drawn and within the genre to different things. Um, And and while I certainly never discount trying other genres, I think I'm very much, this is where I'm planted. This is probably what I'm going to do for life. Um, But um, yeah, completely up for, I mean, I've even been writing with and collaborating with artists from outside of country. So certainly up for like dipping my toes in here and there, but as for my bread and butter, yeah, pretty much within the genre. (laughs) And I've seen things you've said, and you and I are very similar where we're, uh, we're becoming a little older. We're a little more set in our ways. We're a little more homebound. We don't need to go out to the honky tonk every Friday and Saturday night. How do you, I mean, you write so much from inspiration. How do you keep that inspiration going? Do you feel like you need to get out to Nashville? Do you have to go to the bars on occasion just to kind of see other life besides your own? Talk about how you get that inspiration to keep coming. Yeah, um, I think I wrote from sort of um, such a non-personal, fictitious place for so long that I'm quite used to kind of, it almost being like a creative writing exercise, imagining different scenarios or putting yourself in someone else's shoes and writing to those stories. Um, but I'd never really struggle for inspiration. Um, and in those moments where I end up writing about something in my life, it will just be whatever you're going through at the time. As you know, as as I'm sure is the case for you, there's, Life is very complicated and we'll throw things left, right and centre. So there's always there's always something to write about. Um, but I think the things I've been writing about aren't necessarily the, yeah, going out to the bars anymore or stuff like that. It's, um, you know, being a good few years into a marriage, there's lots of things, plenty of fertile ground there um, <laughs> of things to write. And, you know, yeah, I think just, getting older and kind of having perspective on things what what you're drawn to and um yeah it just changes and um i think that's quite exciting as a writer the things i'm drawn to personally are are different to what they used to be so 
it's not like I'm, I don't feel like I'm writing the same thing over and over. Um, right. Yeah. Just natural progression, I guess. And when we talked, of course, your touring got totally interrupted. Do you feel the need to go out and perform live anymore? Or do you kind of like just the writing and releasing? You've done, you've gotten so well at getting your songs out there and moving up charts and things like that, without having to tour as much at all. Is it something you miss or is it something you'd like to do just to kind of keep in practice or something that's just not that big a deal to you anymore? Um, through COVID, it was a very conscious choice that actually I didn't want to get back out there to the scale we had planned, um, particularly through 2020. 2020 was meant to be a bit of a crazy year. Um, I think now I'm very comfortable with taking the odd festival slot, doing the odd show. If the If the right kind of tour came up, then sure, I would absolutely love to do that. But having it be the full-time thing that funds not only, you know, the music creation, but also your life, um, like your home, your food, your existence and stuff like that. It's um, I'm kind of not really drawn to doing it full-time. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, just I'm in a comfortable place right now where, I'm I'm totally open to options and what that looks like for the future. But um full time like year round touring, I don't think that's gonna be in the books for me anymore. I hear you. I, I don't yeah. know how how these people do it. No. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fun to be a special guest artist coming in for this weekend only. I, I would do that. Something where they expect me at a different place every weekend. I'm not so mm. much into that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Tommy, it's been so great catching up. I really hope that uh, my listeners will uh, check out your album, pick it up, uh, purchase it. Don't be cheap ass bastards out there, guys. Buy <laughs> music these days. We need to support our independent artists. Talk about where you're at right now. What do you see coming down the pike in the next few months? Anything you're allowed to talk about? I know it's kind of sometimes up in the air. What What can we expect in the next three to six months? Sure. Um, so yeah, the album's still out there. Um, still out there. The album is out there, and um, continuing to to promote that for the time being. Um, yeah, I'm writing again, so kind of stay tuned on socials. Always try and post fun things on there. Um, the second part of this uh, greetings card range will hopefully be out in spring as well. So um, lots of kind of cool little bits going on while we're getting ready for whatever this next little musical era is going to be <laughs> fantastic and go ahead and give your website where they can find your music find these greeting cards at your shop find these beautiful lyrics that i love and where they can find you on social media yeah so my website is tommyatkinsmusic.com all the links are on there um and on instagram i'm at tommyatkinsmusic same for facebook and tiktok um yeah Tommy Atkins, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up, my friend. Thanks for coming back on the Left to Straight Show. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's been a pleasure. 
All right, well, stay on the line for me, my friend. Guys, like I said, go out. Truth Be Told is the name of the full album. It has all of his debut EP music on there that we talked about before. You can check the link on those. You can check his YouTube channel to listen and watch videos as well. And we're going to have a special five questions with Tommy next week, so be sure to look for that. We appreciate you tuning in every week here to the Left of Straight Show interviews, and we will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.